friends and lovers, welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And today in the room, we have writer, performer, comedian, John Ross. Ah. What's going on, John? Not much, not much. Just another long day. That was actually my last day before I go to work. Ooh. Uh, I, got a, I start a new job, new job. tomorrow. Yeah, wow. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That uh, sounds pretty good. It's, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of work do you do? I do web development freelance, um, cool. but this will be like a, uh, this will be a customer service position. Uh, I don't know if I should say with who yet. Yeah, sure. no, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. not a big secret, but like, yeah. I'd rather it not be. Of course. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's, uh, it, it, it seems like a really fun position. Uh, I'll still be doing freelance web development stuff, but like less of it now. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to start this new job. I'm excited to interact with people on a regular. I've been like freelancing <laughs> yeah, for a for year. Sure. So yeah. are you moving from coffee shop working to office? Yes. Whoa. Well, part time in an office okay. and then like parts of my week. I still like coffee shop working. Yeah. Uh, one, free coffee. If you go to the right coffee shop, like, well, I guess you buy a cup and then they'll refill it for free because they're like, we recognize you. You give us business. Uh, free internet. And then, like, you get to see some of the strangest stuff sometimes depending on which coffee shop you go to, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, well, that's good. I hope that's a fun new adventure for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thanks for being at the show. Show we talked to about people about music, obviously. We're going to talk to you about a song that means a lot to you. But before we do that, we're just going to talk about something we've been listening to very recently. Pat? Uh, I have been listening to a lot of Mogwai, which I said recently on something else. Yeah. Uh, Mogwai is like a really good like instrumental, cinematic uh -huh. kind of sounding band. Uh, if you don't know them, chances are you've heard them on like a sports montage on ESPN. Um, but they do something I like, which is have really wacky names. So a song I listened to a lot today was called um, Glasgow Mega Snake. <laughs> yeah, Glasgow Mega Snake, which sounds like a beast from like Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to mention some other band I like called Mom Jeans, which is oh, yeah. also a great name. All right, that's solid. <clears throat> who put out a album called Puppy Love, which I highly recommend. Okay. Uh, it's like this really nice kind of like fun, kind of pop punk, more indie rock, I think. Um, but it's full of fun weird names. <laughs> Such as Near Death Fail Comp, Must Watch Till the End. All right. um, That's the full title? Mm -hmm. All right. I left my towel at my friend's house and then they moved. <laughs> Season 9, Ep 2 3. I like that a lot, actually. You Can't Eat Cats, Kevin. Why not? It's a note for all the Kevins out there. Yeah. John Bong Jovi. Uh, all right. Okay. And my favorite. Now, this is Pod Racing to close out the album. All right. That's. I, I got to check that out now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They sound funny. <laughs> <laughs> Are the songs funny? I mean, they're, I don't, I haven't listened to it enough to like get into the lyrics super much, That's super fair. much. They're not a comedy but band. Though. It's not they're a like, comedy it's band. Fun. It's like serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Right. But they're having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Something we all need. Just have a little fun with it. Honestly, that's a good way to get your songs to like surface, like. Yeah. On search. <laughs> yeah. Like. Imagine someone just searching uh, season nine, episode two. Ah, this is it. Nope. Wait a second. This. But I like it. <laughs> this isn't Breaking Bad. This is Mom Jeans. <laughs> just as good. Just <laughs> as good. Uh, I'll also shout out two things. One's super 
it'll be quick and hyper local, which is I got a chance to see my friends play some music in Cambridge, Mass. The other night, they're called the Furniture. Uh, they're very cool. I think the only thing I can tell people to go to is to check out their Bandcamp. Um, but I believe they're going to be releasing a couple of EPs this year, so you got to stay tuned. Oh, and, that's uh, dope. Yeah, and when they do, uh, you know, I will probably be listening to them and telling people about them. But they're really good. They're like a, I don't know, they're a, a guitar-heavy rock band from uh, from the Boston area, uh, but they're pretty pretty poppy and pretty fun. I think they're a good band. All right. And then the other, the track I've been listening to a lot uh, the last few, couple weeks is Lizzo's Boys. And man, that's a good song. If you guys <laughs> haven't heard it yet, uh, I would highly recommend it. It's like this very upbeat, very fun, uh, poppy, but sort of R&B song as well that uh, it's just like all about, it's really kind of, I guess, a, accepting song it's really about like how all types of boys are attractive that's kind of like her like what the lyrics are behind it you know she's like just goes to like rattles through like all these different types of quote-unquote boys and how she's into all of them and (laughs) so it's a very uh i think it's like a very like love positive sex positive sort of song it's really good i can dig that she rules uh it also like weirdly sounds (laughs) i think i uh i don't know if i mentioned this to you pat before but it does sort of sound like blurred lines uh, but Blurred Lines is just a rip-off of a Marvin Gaye song. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like, it's like if you're going to rip off Marvin Gaye, this is how it should have been done, uh, is how I feel about it, where I'm like, where it's like Robin Thicke really like uh, ate shit on it. Just, just, just um, going to go straight for it. Yeah, to yeah. To be fair, that was more Pharrell. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm think he's the... The mastermind. Robin, Robin Thicke got the blame, but sure. like Pharrell probably produced the track. I'm, you're probably yeah. 100% correct. <laughs> um, but for whatever it's worth, I think Lizzo's version is better. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, and it has a, I think it has a sweet guitar solo in it too, which is sort of out of nowhere. All yeah. right. Cool. Wait, so sounds like Blurred Lines, but with a sweet guitar solo. At the end. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it. All right, yeah. If you yeah. check it out, you, you, the rhythm and like the production on the main beat is very similar. No, I definitely will check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Okay, so I was trying to like decide before I uh, thought about it. Okay, I guess I, I have my two. The, the album I'm like really like digging that I really like, I can get through it in 15 minutes. It's very short. Hmm. Uh, it's by an artist named Tierra Wack, and it's called yeah. Wack World. It's either Wax World or Wack World. I think it's Wack World. Um, but every song on the, it's 15 songs. Every song is one minute. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a really nice compilation. Like my biggest complaint about it is like there's parts where I'm like, oh, I want more of this song. But then you get like right into the next song. And like, it's like getting right to the good parts of every song. And she does like a good mix of like, it's like hip hop, pop, R&B. Uh, and I, I really like it. I think it's pretty dope. But she also like, it's it's like singing hip hop, so it's like not as much like rap or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it's really nice and fun. And then the song, the individual song, that's kind of like my this might be my song for the summer. I don't know if it's gonna be the song of the summer. Uh, but I like it by Cardi B. Yeah, oh, I yeah. really like that song a lot. I think it's cool that like to put like uh like. First of all, to have two different languages on like one like rap track that's like a popular track that's like I still think it's on like Billboard 100, like it's super. I think it's in the top 40 still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like both a club hit and like it's just a fun song to listen to. Uh, and like Cardi B is like 
I'm I'm not a New Yorker natively, but like Cardi B is a new, native New Yorker, yeah. and uh, it's always cool to like see her on the come up and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, it kills it. But it's also like a very heavy, heavily Latinx influenced uh, song, like not just in the uh, other rappers, but like also in like the music, which yeah, is yeah, really the nice. sample of it, right, is an uh, old school sample. Yeah, it starts out like with the old school version, and then it goes right into the beat drop of the song. I was like, oh yeah, that was almost the song I was gonna pick for the show. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. cool, very cool. Well, what is the song you picked for today's show? So the song I picked for today's show is uh, International Players Anthem, parentheses, I Choose You, uh, by uh, Outkast featuring UGK. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. We're going to listen to a little clip of it uh, right now. Cool. Here it comes. Great. There's the drop. There it is. Uh, yeah, I really like this song a lot. I love the uh, like the horns in the background. Yeah, it's great. It's got it, a good blend of uh, kind of eras, like you were just saying about that Cardi B song. Yeah, uh, Outkast is like that's probably one of my favorite things about them is like songs like Morris Brown. Uh, this song, uh, uh, even a little bit in uh, not Hey Ya and um, uh, Roses. Yeah, they like using live instruments, mm-hmm. which yeah. is it sounds so much nicer. Like, yeah, it's great. Cool, that's a little taste. That's a little taste. And now uh, Pat and I are going to try to guess why the heck you might have picked that song. Cool, cool, cool. I'm ready. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can start. I can start. No, no, no. I, okay. I, I got something, but I don't think I knew this song before today. And I don't know. that It makes me feel like I lived under a rock <laughs> for some reason because like, I was alive when this song came out. So I'm guessing that... Uh, I'm guessing you found this song in like late high school, maybe early college, and you're already like a huge Outcast fan, and you were trying to like expand uh, what you were listening to. But I think very specifically, you saw this music video, and like the comedy of this music video, like really sold this song to you. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, that's uh, a good guess. That's a good guess. I think timeline's probably pretty similar on my guess. My guess is that. This song came out the year you got your driver's license and that uh, this was like, would have been one of, I guess, I don't think it was on an album you had. I think this was on like a playlist or a mixtape or something or like a CD or whatever you had. But I think you would have had, and I think you would have had an iPod or an iPhone by then, um, <laughs> that you would have been playing this on. And to me, this is like a perfect, like, yo, I just got my license. <laughs> I got my parents. I got- I'm driving my dad's Bonneville or whatever, like some like whatever shit parent car you drive when you first get your license. But you think you're the man going around town, like picking up your friends or whatever. Uh, and that this song was on frequent repeat while you were uh, uh, r- rolling around town in your car. Wow, I'm, I'm really mad. Uh, <laughs> that's like very close. Ooh, okay, okay. So let's get the details right. Yeah. The song came out in 2007. Yep. Uh, I turned 26 in 2017, which means I turned 16 that Ooh. year. So I did get my driver's license Hell that yeah. year. Uh, as soon as I got my driver's license, my parents did get me a car. At the time, I did have an iPod. <laughs> uh, I had the white iPod video yep. that had nice. like 60, like whatever the biggest one at the yeah, time yeah, was. Yeah. I think it was like 64 80s. 80, yeah, something like something that. Like that. Uh, 
And this was like the perfect, cause I, I, uh, I went to school, uh, I was in high school and I went to school at this, uh, it's a two year university program in Georgia. And it, I was in Georgia. So okay. like, uh, like the Southern rap yeah, like, yeah, culture yeah. was all right there. Dude. So like I did hear like as soon as it came out, which was great. Like it was on all the radio stations. Um, and I, I had to drive to school because, I mean, not because school was not walking distance, but I went to this two-year program called the Games Academy, which is the George, or the Games program, which is the Georgia Academy of Mathematics, Engineering, and Science, and maybe something else. They had another letter in there mm-hmm. somewhere. It was like one of them was a double letter. Uh, but that school was, I lived in North, I lived North of Atlanta. That school was in Macon, Georgia. And that was like a big song I would play on my drives from Cochran, or, uh, from Cochran, Georgia, which is where the school was all the way up to, um, where were we? Uh, Cobb County. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> and I'm, did you do research? No, dude. <laughs> I mean, I knew the song. I knew the song came out in two thousand seven. Uh, I thought I figured roughly you were probably in the middle of high school. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing better, I think, when you're that age than blasting music in your car like that. To me, I mean, if you're if you don't grow up in a city, if you have a car. Um, so I was banking on that a little. No, bit. you you yeah. look, you nailed it. Well, <laughs> I think important detail. Was it a Bonneville? It was not a Bonneville. Uh, it was a white Volvo S70. Nice. Ooh, yeah. right. that, was my, that was my first car. That's great. Uh, so if you're trying to hack into my like password stuff, that's, <laughs> that's one of my questions somewhere. I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But white Volvo S70. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so you were in a two-year program there, and that's while you were in high school. Yes. Yeah, so I, it was my, I did my freshman and sophomore year I get them mixed up sometimes I get my I did my freshman and sophomore year at a regular high school it was a Sparkman high school in Alabama okay and then this pro the two-year program was like for juniors and seniors uh and basically what it was it, the way it was set up was like you do college courses and then you'd graduate high school with a high school uh diploma and an associate's degree hmm. and it was a feeder program for Georgia Tech so I was getting college credits while taking high I was taking college level classes I was taking college level classes, no quotes, getting high school credits for those classes, but also getting the regular college credit. So when I graduated, I had like 60, 70 something credits under my belt already. Uh, And I didn't even go to Georgia Tech. I went to GW in DC, uh, George Washington University, and they accepted most of my credits. Cool. uh, Which was pretty dope. Yeah. What drew you to the, the games school? Uh, my dad found it and was like, hey, you should probably consider doing this and apply. And then it basically became, I, I, I was basically like this opportunity, my dad found this opportunity and uh, it seemed like too good to be true. And I was like, oh yeah, I should do this. <laughs> uh, I was bored with high school. Like I was, I was a World of Warcraft kid in high school, mm-hmm. but like I was also getting straight A's. So like it didn't matter too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, oh, this seems like it'll challenge me. And then I couldn't play World of Warcraft as much anymore. And I was like, no, too challenging. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Take it back. Take it back. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> did your, so did, your, did you have to like move? Yeah. Family I, and stuff? No, no, no. What I happened? just had to move. Uh, Where were you living then? I was in Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. I was in Huntsville. Uh, 
uh, I was in Huntsville with my mom and my dad lived in Georgia. Oh, okay. My parents are divorced. Got it. And then I moved with, I moved, not moved in, but I was living at my dad's house like on the weekend. Like the, the program was pretty like, it's pretty fun and like silly, but like they had like some, like they had some reasonable, but at the time silly rules. So like one of them was like one week in a month everyone has to go home so that the staff has like a weekend to like uh, rest and relax. Yeah. Cause we had like curfews, like we had, we had room checks. So it was a boarding school. It was, it was like a board. It, we were treated as boarding school students, it. but it was a college. It was like a two year university, yeah. two year college campus. We were at, um, not medical college of Georgia, uh, uh, middle Georgia college, uh, is the name of the, the actual name of the school. So like, I have a high school diploma from East Paulding High School, and then I have my uh, associate's degree from Middle Georgia College. Got it. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was living, I moved over to Georgia to go to that program. Cool. Uh, what was that experience like? Like, was that, did that, was that tough for you, or was that just something you were really looking forward to, kind of that transition? It was, I was looking forward to it, and then it ended up being like, very easy for me which was nice not it didn't end up being easy but like looking back I adapted a lot better than uh other people and like I got to see it a second time because this was like 15 to 17 year olds going off to college for the first time yeah and then after I graduated I went off like to the four-year institution so I got to see like 18 to 20 year olds going off to college for the first time and I was like wow look at all these mistakes being made <laughs> I've seen this this is so familiar I've seen all of this and I was like oh yeah I've done this before like I got to experience like I had my I, before I went to college before I like went to my four-year institution I had I had already had my semester where like I did terrible and I need to pull my grades up. Mm -hmm. So like my four year institution was not a breeze, but it was like significantly easier because I have dealt with this already, which yeah. put me ahead of the curve, I think. Yeah, you were actually like a well-adjusted college freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty rare, I think. It, it is, it's, it's interesting, like, cause I, I, I did the engineering program. So like everyone that like, most of the people that started in that, like, and wanted to be there. Like, not yeah. the people that were like, not the kids that were there that were like, oh, my parents are making right. me do this. But like, yeah. the kids that were there by choice, all of them like, ended up doing well. Like, I, I have friends that like, work for Google, Apple, Intel, uh, like, special robotics programs and stuff. It's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, me, I'm doing comedy now. Uh, <laughs> which is like, I wish I had found it sooner, but also I'm glad to have like the skills that I have, which is sure, nice. of course. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see that like twice. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, <laughs> have some friends because this is my tenth year out of college, which is ridiculous. Uh, and they're arranging like the ten year reunion, and nice. which will be fun because we're gonna go up and like. I don't know, get dinner or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it'll be a blast, yo, man. We're gonna be nuts. Ten years out, we're getting dinner, uh, maybe some bevs. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, first thing he said was, "Yeah, we could like get rooms in the dorms and stay there." And I was like, mm, no. "No, thank you." Are you uh, making fun of? I just did this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you throwing you under. I just went and stayed in the dorm for my ten-year college reunion. I mean, uh, it was dope. Was it free? No, we paid what? way too much money for it. What? <laughs> It was great. All right. That's 
Yeah, but I I have, mean, see, I have some friends that have, like, guest bedrooms in homes. Uh, yeah, I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. going to do that. This uh, was going to a place where I don't think I know anybody anymore. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. But, um, yeah, just thinking, like, about how I felt going to college. Like, when I was 18 going to college, I was like, man, I'm such an adult. <laughs> and then thinking back, and I was like, no, I was just some dumb kid. Like, I can't imagine what it was like to go back, to have that experience twice. twice. Oh, it was great. Because the first time, I, it was like, oh, like, like, the first time I was very much, I feel like I was very much like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm going to do well. Like, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm not ready. And then the second time I did it, I was like, I, I had I always had the yeah I'm such an adult got to, wait no I'm not I I'm still a child like reel it in reel it in because I'm gonna end up like tricking myself into thinking I'm more adult than I actually am which I never wanted like I was very I was terrified of growing up that was like my mm-hmm. worst nightmare as like a young kid uh so like part of that was like oh don't grow up too fast and then part of that was just like know your place and you'll do well. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so having those two experiences, yeah. you went to the engineering school and then did you go to four-year college for engineering? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So I, the, the games program, I, my degree was in physics. So that was like just to prepare you for general engineering stuff, which physics does, it sucks. I, yeah, I no. saw the head shake. It I shaking sucks. My head. Well, I was also shaking my head because I was like, Damn, dude, you're too smart. No, I'm <laughs> like, not. I physics, like, you I, got an associate's in physics, plus then you went to no, <laughs> a four-year engineering program. I got a D in physics, too. Physics was hard. Barely. That was, physics was a subject that I did fine in in high school, but like internally struggled hard. You know, like my grade would not represent how hard I found it. Right. No, it was like, what I don't understand about physics is it's really easy, and they find the most convoluted hardest ways <laughs> to like give you examples of problems to like solve. And it's like, and then like, if you ask a clarifying simple question, they're like, yeah, but that's not a real application. It's like, right, but I don't understand the real application. <laughs> yeah. You need to teach me the fake application and then I can learn the real application. That reminds me of, uh, I was a finance major in college. And it reminds me of that, which was, this was, I would say the case when I was a senior, but maybe towards the end of the life cycle of, they would basically still teach you how to do all these financial calculations by hand or, you know, with a calculator or something like that. Um, like, I remember these complicated equations to do whatever. I honestly have erased all this from my brain at this point. But, good, good. you know, you want to figure out the uh, lifetime annuity of an investment or whatever, and there's always ways to figure it out. And then you kind of get towards, like, the end of the program, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you just do all this stuff in Excel now. Oh, my. Yeah, right? It's, but it's that feeling of, why don't you just teach it to us in Excel? Because no one is going to make us actually do it in the real world. And I know there's got to be that logic of, well, if you understand, like, how to do it by hand, you'll understand the logic and philosophy behind why these things work in the end. But it was truly a 100% non-real-world application of how to use and if you want one industry that doesn't give a shit about like the philosophy or like <laughs> the reasoning behind stuff and just what is the output, it is finance. Yeah. Finance truly only cares about what are we, what are we getting out of this. And so it was a very frustrating thing to like go through a whole year of horrible calculations with financial stuff and then just being told that it's like, yeah, by the way, this is all just like a plugin in Excel that people uh, use now. That was like, that was kill like, me. <laughs> that's probably my biggest hangup about. We definitely had a similar experience in at least uh, electrical and computer engineering mm-hmm. just because, like, it was like, okay, you have to learn, like, like they stopped teaching, luckily they stopped teaching, like, 
I think basic or whatever, like the foundation yeah. programming yeah. languages are. They taught the theory behind them because that still applies. But they were like, yeah, 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 no, we're going to use C and Java. And everyone was like, great, which Java's still a goddamn mess. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like if you tried to teach someone English by starting with the hardest words first. <laughs> yeah. And then being like, but also there's these simple words. Uh, it's very, it's very not fun to learn. I didn't, right. I didn't like that one a, a lot. But like we had like, I think like MATLAB was one of the programs we would use. Uh, we did like chip, like we built chips hmm. on very, what I would consider old and outdated uh, software. Uh, because like that was like, oh, this is how you would like learn how to do this in, uh, this is how you would learn how to do this, like, kind of back in the day. It's like, right, but there's other, like, simulators and programs that we could run that would, like, do this better, right? Like, why aren't we learning those? I don't know. I feel the pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So if you went through all that time learning Java and MATLAB and all that, how did you end up here in New York ah. doing comedy? All right, so I, uh, two years in Georgia, four years in D.C., uh, graduated with my computer engineering degree. Uh, I was applying to jobs out west and almost ended up going to California for a job. That fell through, um, and I ended up visiting New York to visit a friend uh, who, who lives here from uh, GW, and I was like, oh, this is like... I was up here for, I think, about a week, maybe less. Um, and we, like, I got to see the city. That, that, this was, like, my first time coming to New York. This is my second time coming to New York, but my first time coming to New, to New York to, like, really explore the city. My first time coming to New York was for, like, that I really remember was for the 20, let's say, 11, maybe 2012 uh, Macy's Day Parade, oh, Thanksgiving okay. Day Parade. Um which was an experience on itself. Yeah. Uh, we drove up the morning of, did the parade, and drove back the Whoa. night. Whoa. Uh, it was a lot. That's an yeah. intense way to see New York. Yeah, it was very intense. Uh, and we, like, barely got to touch anything. But this trip with my friend uh, after, like, this was right after I graduated, uh, right, at, right the summer after I graduated, we got to go up. I got to come up and see the city. We did comedy shows and stuff. Yep. Um, and these were stand-up shows. At school. Uh, what at school? You mean? Or you no, mean no, no. This here? was this you was up here. Okay. This was up here. So we got to see stand-up shows when I visited my oh, friend yeah, you up got here. To see some stuff. Cool. Uh, and then we went to. I got to visit. I forget what beach it was. We went to a beach, and I was like, "Wow, New York's got beaches too. Yeah, that's great." Uh, it was like one of the really nice beaches that I've not found again since. <laughs> uh, but it was like it was overall a fun trip. And then I was like, I have, I had family. I have family up here. Uh, and I got in contact with them. I was like, hey, can I do like a room and board with you for a little bit? And they're like, sure. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna move to New York, figure it out from there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I ended up moving the August of 2013. So I will have been here for four, is this 20? Nope, five years this August. Yeah, cool. Um, and I started out doing stand up, is how I got into comedy. I was like, because uh, I got a job, I got a job, and I was like, oh, I'm enjoying myself, and I was like, let me try, I don't know, I've always liked stand-up, let me try stand-up, uh, I did a few open mics, I hated myself, uh, I had like one or two things that hit, and I was like, oh, that's surprising that that hit, and then uh, I went to a workshop, and in the workshop, 
I forget who it was, but they highly recommended uh, checking out improv to help make like help make my stand up better. And it was a free workshop, and the, the whoever it was that was uh, speaking was like, uh, "Look at Magnet, UCB, and the Pit." And I looked at all three, and Magnet was the only one that offered a free class. Hey, yo. Uh, shameless promo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shameless plug. And yeah. it I mean, was, it's cool because, you know, they offer them on a rolling basis, new classes every week. Right? Really? Would you say in just improv? No, improv, sketch comedy, and uh, storytelling, not to mention musical improv. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was really, it was, uh, it, I did the class. Uh, Megan was my free class teacher. I immediately was like, I got to get more money so I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Gray. Megan Gray, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, that was like my thought process. And then I started doing improv and never looked back at stand up. Um, I'm just now starting to like consider it again. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I'm thinking like maybe I should do it to help improve my writing. But yeah, I really, I just started doing improv. Like that was, I, I think my first full class was April of 2014. Uh, yeah. And now you are potentially the hardest working man at Magnet. Ha! You're no. up there. You're up there on the list. Uh, I, I'm I'm maybe like number fifty on the list. <laughs> There's a lot of people. There's a uh, lot working of people. very hard. Yeah. Here. But I mean, since then, that kind of chance, you know, encounter to come into it. It's like now you do. Now you've done improv for a long time. Yep. Now you've done sketch comedy for a long time, both uh, writing, both performing, right? And or performing and directing. And directing. Now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you're doing kind of. You're getting your feet wet and all this different stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, man, that's a long cry from maybe why you moved here in the first place, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've i always, it was funny because, like, I've always feel like I've had, op- there's like, looking back, there's always been opportunities to do, like, more creative stuff and less, uh, like, logical and technical stuff. But I feel like my logical and technical background has helped my creative uh, creativity process and background, which is nice. Um, like I, I know of the traditional uh, or the the archetypes of improv players, like uh, between pirate robot and uh, ninja. I'm very robot. Like I like to I like to watch a scene, make sure I'm gonna make the right move, mm-hmm. and then like make sure it's a calculated right move. But like I feel like I've also learned to be like a little more flexible in that. Like in, in practicing, I've learned to be more flexible than just like, let me make the right move. Cause sometimes you just gotta make a move, which is fun. Um, yeah. But like it's having the technical and logical background has made me think differently about how I approach or what I can bring to the table for entertainment. For sure. I also think that um, it kind of, it's one of those things that you seem to have that honestly doesn't matter what the hell you're doing in life, but you uh, you work hard, you know, and you're able to focus and you're able to learn things really quickly, I think. And that seems like huge, kind of no matter where you're putting your efforts. And there's probably a lot of creative people out there that could stand to uh, <laughs> be a little more disciplined, be a little more focused, it's, work a little harder. It's, I, I like to put like 110% into whatever I'm doing, which is, which is, it can, it has backfired in the past for me. Cause like, if you like, I can commit to like three things two months ago, and then commit to two more things like yeah. one month ago, and now I've got five things I want to give a hundred and ten percent on. So like, there is like, it is a lot of finding like the right balance between like being able to give everything you can into a project, 
uh, or even just a show. And then on top of that, balancing, like, I need to take time to self-care and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. go get a massage, get a pedicure, treat yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't I, – I, I understand when people don't put 100, like, yeah. all their – all into it but like that's really like you're you're not gonna feel better than when you put like all your heart into it and then come out on the other side and like yeah that that clearly shows that i put everything i could into this yeah and maybe there's a lesson to be learned out of learning java or matlab out of this (laughs) like you know you kind of have those imposed oh this is too much everything's too hard i'm not gonna try to do everything yeah it's not the most fun way to learn it but at the end of the day you're like well at least I can like sit down and enjoy my night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, backing up to 16 year old John. Yes. Right? So you were saying you commented briefly that this song that we're talking about, uh, was on the radio all the time, right? Yes. Around the time you got your license. Now that was, was, that was huge, obviously. Right. Cause you were in Georgia. Yes. And, uh, but was that, was that like sub, genre i guess of rap and hip-hop something that you were already really familiar with before you moved because you were in alabama right uh i was so i'm trying to remember because 20 to 2007 2007 bring it back 2007 is when i started at the uh georgia academy yeah is that, would that be when i started because i graduated in 2009 i started at gw in 2009 so May 2009, uh, which means, sorry, let me do this math real quick. August 2008. August 2007 is when I would have started. Yeah. Um, so I got my car, because uh, I turned 16 in October. So I got my car after I was in Georgia. Um, the song probably came out, I, I'm willing to bet it came out like before the summer of 2007. Yeah. So I was in Alabama. Yeah. Um, but I had already been like planning. I had already been like on the path to Georgia. Right. But in Atlanta, uh, I mean, I'm not from the South. Atlanta was like it's like the hub of Southern rap, right? One of them. It's one of the hubs. Like Atlanta, like so. There's it because there's Atlanta, and then there's uh, it, there's Atlanta. Tennessee's actually got a pretty decent hub because that's like where Three Six Mafia and uh-huh. like a lot of artists are from. Atlanta's probably the biggest hub because like you got Ludacris, Outkast. Think UGK? No, I don't think UGK is Atlanta. I forget. They might be. I don't know, like all the Southern rappers. Sure. But like when I think of Southern rap, yeah. I'm like Atlanta. Like that's even, what I think of too. Even the other, like Lil Wayne, who's not Atlanta based, like <laughs> reps Atlanta, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I imagine that would have already been pretty familiar. Yeah, in like other Southern states, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where has your how where has your needle been pointing in recent years in terms of what you're listening to? So like a lot of what I like the besides the like like Cardi B, Tierra Whack are like two of the newer artists, sure. and Cardi B's like not as new, but like her her album just like was very recent, and I like really liked that album. I thought it was really good. I've I like floated. I used to be very big on like uh, Young Money, Cash Money, so like. Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, Drake, when he like first came out, and I floated away from Drake, mm-hmm. and like now I'm like back on the Drake. Like people really, really like to hate this new album, yeah, but I really like it. It's fun. I haven't it's, heard it yet. It's 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 solid, and it's different from like all the stuff that's come out kind of recently. Like um, everyone's been dropping these like seven song, twenty one to thirty minute albums, and I'm like, oh, that's 
fun and interesting, uh, but like it's like it, it went from like one person doing it to being unique to like everyone did it. Yeah. And then like Drake put out this 25 album song and I was like, oh yeah, that's unique now. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, oh, like you just did the normal thing and now you're all, you're automatically unique because you didn't follow <laughs> the fray. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kind of straight, I used to be like big on like SoundCloud rap and like, uh, uh, like YouTube rappers, uh, and now I've floated more mainstream just because it's easier to get my hands yeah, on dude. it. Yeah, we all um, get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's hard to keep up with stuff. It's so I hard mean, to keep like, up. Like it, it really, it really is. You know, uh, we we talk about that a lot on this show. I think is just um, it's not about like forgetting that stuff or leaving it behind, but being a lot more cool with like, hey, I can like mainstream stuff. And I can like the super underground stuff. Yeah. And I'm probably just going to oscillate between yeah. those two things. And the journey, it seems like, of getting older is, uh, or just, you know, more experience with, within a genre or whatever it is, is just kind of being cool with both. And yeah. being cool with, like, not judging yourself for wherever you happen to be at for that, that six-month period or that year or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes the mainstream thing is easier to Google for. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because there's this... Uh, this guy, this rapper I found out about that I couldn't Google because I just, <laughs> his name is JPEG Mafia. And like, <laughs> there was such like a, when, like when I first heard it, it was such like a kind of a throwaway line that I was like, was that, how do I, mm -hmm. and I only remembered like the mafia part of it. And I'm like, oh, it's in 36 Mafia. So I don't know what I'm looking for. Anyway, it showed up on a playlist and this song title is just 1539 North Calvert. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's hard to search for. I'm glad I found it, yeah, it but yeah. that's really hard that's to search hard to for. Search, like, <laughs> if you don't know or if you're not familiar with it, it's very hard to search for. And, and one thing I, I'm kind of like in the realm of like what's popular and mainstream and also underground stuff. I'm like thankful for for like uh, like Insecure and uh, Atlanta have yeah. like really good soundtracks. Yeah. And what I like about both of those shows is like you will always like you'll watch an episode and then like maybe 15 minutes later, someone will have a blog post already of like, these are the songs that were featured in that episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are the artists you can check out. And it's like, it's kind of cool that technology and like the scene has gotten uh, popular enough that like we're able to do that. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like I know my under, my underground stuff now is like, I'll oscillate between like whatever, like the new album is like, either new pop or rap or uh i'm always like waiting for like a new white panda or a new like girl talk album mm -hmm. or something like that um i don't stray too far from like pop and hip-hop i'll sometimes like r&b i'll do every now and then but like even r&b is getting a little like it, it's gotten so sub everything's getting so sub genre that yeah, like for sure you're able to find your niche within a genre yeah. which is nice yeah yeah a hundred percent um yeah, I don't know that there's, it's like genre is, it's like dying, but it, it like dies every few years and then I think it comes roaring back somehow uh, and you just have to make, I think you just have to like make your peace with trying to describe music uh, yeah. by using, you know, genre as like these little signposts to get you where you need to go. Yeah. Because that's yeah. how I feel. I feel like a lot of underground stuff, quote unquote, that I listen to is just popular stuff in a genre my friends don't listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I could tell you about something you've never heard of, but it's just because you don't listen to that, that music. Yeah, exactly. But to, if I was like hanging out with a group of my friends, everyone would be like, what is this? This is so new and unheard of. And I'm like, 
no, this is wildly popular. So like, <laughs> over, over here, it's very sure, popular yeah, and people yeah. are super into it. You yeah. Know? I guess that's like the nice thing about having like social playlists for that kind of thing that yeah. like genre these days doesn't really matter because you can just sort of stumble upon pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a, it is a great benefit. And yeah. of just listening to freaking music your friends listen to. Yeah. yeah. It's always very helpful. That's one of the things I I wish... I don't. I guess Spotify probably does it the best, but I wish like Apple Music did it better. As far as like, they have like the for you section and what other people are listening to. But I'd love it if there was like an automatic playlist that was like, this is the playlist of the things that these pe- like these people you have selected, like your friends, even celebrities, whoever you want to follow. This is the playlist of the songs that they've listened to the most in the past like week or month yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And like, cause like. Sometimes, like, it'll be, like, your list, like, I know I'll go through a phase where, like, I went through a phase recently where I think I was listening to On Repeat, uh, and I might regret, I'm not going to regret saying this, I fucking <laughs> love this song. I was listening to Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. That, I hate Chris Brown, like, awful person, but that song is so catchy. <laughs> like, it's so catchy and dumb. It's just about what if he, what if Lil Dicky switched bodies with Chris Brown and it's so dumb. It's like, like Lil Dicky's already like pretty good at dumb rap, but like it's it's so dumb. I love it. And like I went through a period where I was listening to that, and I had friends being like, "Yo, I can't believe you listen to this." And then they listen to it, and they're like, "Damn, it's catchy." <laughs> Damn. And like I know there's uh, there's other sure, variables sure, at play sure. there, but like just like sometimes you'll listen, you'll be listening to like an old old record, like something that like you haven't heard in a while like i went through i went through a morning where i, I went through a several set of mornings where i was listening to careless whispers in the shower <laughs> Just a, that's a good singing shower singing song it is. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Uh, and it was like my highest played song for like a week because i had listened to it every morning like two or three yeah, times yeah. on loop yeah i love that that's silly uh john thanks for being vulnerable with us we really appreciate it ah it's no problem <laughs> uh, where can uh, people find out what you're up to on a regular basis uh, best place that's not updated right at this moment but it will be by the time this is up is my website uh, you can just check out jonathanross.com that's j-o-h-n-a-t-h-a-n r-o-s-s dot com um, yep. I'm on the Twitter and Instagram as the new John and that's new spelled n-e-u-e like the font. Yep. I'm very complex. You okay? know it's gotta be You're very good at spelling. <laughs> I'm no, I'm awful as that was like my worst <laughs> subject and I hate because it. it was there was no logic behind it. There was yeah, like sure. sometimes sometimes you put an E here, but sometimes it's an I. Who knows? It's the yeah. same thing with the physics experiment. <laughs> Basically, I, I think that's what I hate about physics. This was like a word problem wrapped around numbers, and I was like, just give me the numbers and I can do the problem. <laughs> But yeah. you want to make it all wordsy. Uh, <laughs> where else can people find me? Uh, 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 in the fall, uh, directing uh, Mama's Boy, uh, performing with Nitro Girls Friday nights at the Magnet Theater. Those are both sketch teams. Uh, both sketch teams. Very cool. Uh, and my improv team, Good at Sports. Uh, we're starting a monthly show that starts this month. The first show is July 24th, 6th. No, that's not right. It's July something. 27th. Hey, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, July 27th. Um, we have our uh, first show. It's going to be really silly and fun. Yeah. Great. Uh, awesome. 
Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Um, if everybody else out there in the wide world enjoys this dang show, freaking subscribe. You know what I mean? Yeah, freaking do it. It's a great show. Or, uh, you know, put us on a genreless playlist. Yeah. Ooh. Catch people off guard. <laughs> a, po- a podcast shuffle playlist? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Throw it on your iPod. Listen to it in your Volvo. <laughs> in your Volvo, your white Volvo S70. Again, for anyone who wants to break into any of John's accounts, this <laughs> could be very pertinent information. That's a white Volvo S70. 70. It is almost like he's got accounts he wants you to break into. <laughs> so while you're hacking us, subscribe, tell a friend, tell yeah. a friend to hack John. Yes. It'd be great. Fun yeah. for everybody. Fun, fun for, for everybody. everybody. Well, John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This Bye-bye. is really fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to the show. John, thanks for being here. Until next time, hit it. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.